Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and today's episode is one part of an 11-part series that I'll be releasing between June 5th and June 7th called the Paradise Pack Sessions. So if you're listening to this and you want more, there's plenty of other ones that just came out as well. So what are the Paradise Pack Sessions? On June 3rd, I was lucky enough to co-host an incredible event that we called the Paradise Pack Livecast Party. It was a six-hour live streaming video session that we broadcast on Google Hangouts and on YouTube, which some of you may have attended, in which I interviewed 11 of the world's foremost experts on travel, location independence, and lifestyle entrepreneurship. We had hundreds of people tune in from all over the world. Some of the contributors and people who got interviewed came from Armenia, from Australia, all over the US. And we not only got to pick the brains of these people, but we also got to ask them some of the questions that viewers submitted. And no, during that entire six-hour time that I was on there live streaming, I did not go to the bathroom. I don't know how I pulled that off, but it worked. And we loved it so much. We had so much fun, and there was so much amazing content that we decided to pull out the audio, make it into a podcast series so that you could listen to it in case that you missed the actual event. So each and every one of these guests is a contributor to this year's Paradise Pack, and the combined value of the Paradise Pack is over 2000 We have gotten people to put in the best resources around the world that are going to help you live, travel, and work anywhere in the world. So if you haven't got your Paradise Pack yet, the sale ends on Sunday, June 7th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. And once it's gone, it is gone forever. You will never get the chance to get this Paradise Pack again. So please, if you're listening to this while driving or you're at the gym or you're doing something where you can't purchase it right away, make sure to quickly stop right now, set an alarm to remind yourself. I don't want anyone who is interested to miss out on this incredible group of resources. I am very proud of this. I'm proud to say that this is one of the best things that I've ever helped create. But once the clock strikes midnight on June 7th, it is gone. So again, set an alarm on your phone, or if you can, head to theparadisepack.com right now. Check it out. Pick up your copy. All right. Enjoy the show. We're live. We are live for the Paradise Pack live cast party with our first guest, Sean Ogle. Sean, thanks for joining us today. You guys are live. I'm just recording. So don't be fooled, guys. <laughs> so you're in Portland right now, right? I am in Portland, yeah. So okay. I actually, I leave for New York tomorrow. So I'm getting my, my Paradise Pack on. I'm going to go do some traveling. So <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well, first, we want to thank you again for being in the Paradise Pack. And of course, Sean, you can find his work at seanogle.com. That's where Location 80, uh, 180 lives right now. Correct. And uh, dude, I have to say a personal thank you because you are the first guy that introduced me to the term location independence. And once I heard that, I was like, oh yeah, that's that label. I'm going to take that one and run with it. So man, thank <laughs> you so much. And uh, I was part of Location Rebel. That's one thing I've talked about a lot this week is um, you know, I've been somebody that's been a customer of a lot of people that are in the pack. Uh, yeah. Just see a lot of value in learning from other people. So thank you, man. Well, thank you. I actually, I went back and looked. You were one of the very, very first people in Location Rebel. The day yeah. I launched with 20 beta people, you were one of the guys that was like, 
hey, I'm going to give this guy some money, even though he has no track record and might be a total scam. But um, it's been awesome to see how you guys have evolved over the last four years. So yeah, I appreciate I, I it. I hell bent on that location independence. So. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, well, it's, it's come full circle then because last year when we launched a Paradise Pack, Sean was in it as well. One of the first people to join on as a contributor again. He didn't. I mean, you knew us a little bit, but who knew if this was going to succeed a year ago? So, yeah, I guess it's just a lot of love here for people helping other people out with their ideas. People helping people. It's a good thing. Yeah. Where <laughs> did you first hear, hear the term location dependence? Or was that something because you were really early on in this whole movement? We keep referring to you as the grandfather of location. Yeah. Dependence. <laughs> yeah if you guys are watching, which a lot of you are already. Um, we, we say the grandfather. Obviously, Sean, I think you're younger than both of us definitely maybe. younger than me definitely <laughs> younger than jason so no, i'm old now i just turned 30 like a month ago so okay. happy birthday so I, so Thank we can you. call you the grandfather you're over 30 now they, man, i got some gray hairs coming in so um man that term like when i first started location 180 in 2009 um i think the person who coined the term was leah woodward and i think they had to say it was locationindependent.com or locationindependence.com um, and so they were the first ones that I saw that were really talking about it and doing it. And, you know, I'm not sure what she's doing now. She kind of went off in a different direction, but the the term definitely just kind of stuck. And now you see it all over the place. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool term because it's, I mean, it's not too confusing, right? Location independence is the fact that you can be wherever you want, whenever you want. What we've been telling people throughout this whole Paradise Pack thing is it doesn't always mean or it doesn't have to even mean that you're traveling all over the world. I mean, for example, you're at your home in Portland. We're here at Jason's apartment in Boulder. So it doesn't mean that you're constantly nomadic, always traveling around. It just means that you have the ability to. And I think that's a big kind of misconception around a lot of people and their idea of location independence. Well, and that's one of the, the biggest things is you've got, you also have the thinking of buzzwords here, digital nomad. So a lot of the people that are in the pack, like Natalie Sisson, Benny Lewis, nomadic Matt, like they're all, they're truly nomadic. Like they're always on the road. It always seems like they're traveling and I travel like four months out of the year. So I travel quite a bit, but I'm generally not going for like long stints where I'm backpacking around. Um, I like having my home base in Portland. Like I've got a house. This is where I'm like the most productive. Um, but I also like to travel. And so, you know, I, I don't know if there's a better term for it. Like I can be nomadic at times, but I'll do two or three week trips, you know, a bunch of times a year, as opposed to, you know, six months of long-term travel. So it's really, it kind of comes down to what, what you like to do and what works for your lifestyle and your business. And there's no right or wrong way to do it, which is what's kind of cool about it. Yeah. I always think, you know, the term lifestyle design is used quite a bit. Uh, I don't know if I'm a super fan of the term, but but it's true. I mean, because you can design it in that way and mix in as much travel as you want. And that's one of the cool things about just having the freedom to do it. Well, and you know, so much of my branding is about quit your job, travel the world, whatever. But the reality is, is probably more than 50% of the people that I work with or people in Location Rebel, they just want to be able to work from home. They just want to be able to, you know, have a little bit more freedom, spend more time with their friends and family. So yes, travel's a part of it. Uh, for a lot of people, but it's it's not necessarily about travel. It's just about having the freedom to live the lifestyle that you want to live. Yeah, that's why I think it's such a cool thing because you can evolve with it. You know, if you have the flexibility, yeah, you might want to travel the world for two years right now, but maybe you know, in a couple of years, you might want to get married, have kids. Who knows where life's going to go, right? So you'll still have that flexibility and freedom to do it. Uh, it's something I think you can really grow into pretty easily. Location independence. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
So we have a. I'm, I'm here in the chat, guys. If if you guys are listening, we've got about 95 people on already. I know it's early for wow. some of you, including you, Sean. Want to be the first one on here, and you're out on the West Coast, so biting that bullet for us, getting up early. And uh, man, like I said, I'm leaving tomorrow, so I was like, I got a lot of stuff to get done today. I need an excuse to get up early, so this is a good one. <laughs> well, we're glad we provide you that excuse. If you guys have questions for Sean, and throughout the day, you can put them in the chat. We are going to be monitoring that, um, and you can also tweet at pack of peanuts or at zero to travel, make sure you use the hashtag paradise pack and then we'll be able to find that. So we're getting your questions both those ways. So I kind of wanted to touch on like, I know your story, but a lot of people listening might not know kind of the genesis of how you came about doing your own thing and becoming location independent and building your own business. Because a lot of people listening are saying, yeah, it's cool that all three of you guys are doing it now, but how did you start? How did you even begin? Why did you begin? Things like that. Yeah. So, so to start with my story, you got to go back to February of 2009. So I was working as a financial analyst, suit and tie, um, was really not super happy with what I was doing in life, realized the whole financial analyst thing wasn't for me. So I saved up all of my vacation time for a year to go down to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil for the carnival celebration with one of my best friends. And so we went down there for two weeks. I had to beg my boss for like months to get him to allow me to do this. And uh, we went dancing in the, the carnival parade, like ridiculous eight foot tall costume. We went hang gliding over Rio. We went down to Iguazu Falls. And it was on that trip that I was like, this is awesome. Like it was actually the very last day I was like sitting on Copacabana Beach with a coconut and was like, I want to be able to do this for the rest of my life. Like this is the freedom I want. And so I came back and uh, the day I got back, I got a 20% pay cut because we were in the middle of the recession. I worked for a small company. So that was just like more fuel to the fire. My friend that I left with quit his job three months or three weeks later and moved to Hawaii. So now I've got like this, you know, close friend who's doing exactly what I want to do. And so that was kind of the kick I needed. And so that's when I started Location 180 just a few months after that and spent the next six months trying to build up the courage to leave my job, having no idea what was at stake or what was going to happen. Um, and it was kind of crazy because once I did, I wrote the post, it's called My Last Day. And once I published that post, I started getting all of these emails from people that are like, I think what you're doing is awesome. Um, Chris Gillibo that day offered me a job as his affiliate manager. He's like, won't solve all your problems, but it'll help you bring in a little bit of money. Uh, a week later, Dan Andrews of the Tropical MBA, he hit me up and was like, hey, like I'm looking to bring somebody out to Asia. Are you interested? <laughs> um, and so that's just kind of how everything snowballed. Do you find like when you take the leap or the people that you've worked with in Location Rebel that the net appears? Because that I, I do think that's true in many ways. Oh, absolutely. It's like once people understand you're in a position to be open to opportunities, then they're going to start coming to you. It's like if you're in a day job and people know, it's like, oh, yeah, he's going to be in there for another two years. Like even if I hear about something, it's probably not going to be a good fit. I'm not going to pass it his way. Um, but when people know that you're, you're ready to accept, accept something, the universe just kind of has a weird way of conspiring to make things happen. Um, and it's also one of the cool things about a community like Location Rebel or a lot of the other you know communities in the paradise back is that you're surrounding yourself by other people that are doing the exact same thing and want to do the exact same thing. So you're getting a lot of support in that regard, um, which I think is you know one of the most valuable aspects of any of this. I think that's one of the important parts is the community and support that you're getting. Because like you mentioned, your buddy quit and went to Hawaii. And that kind of spurred you on to say, wait, if he can do it, I can do it. But a lot of people are in the situation where you know, if they're working a normal job or if they're, or if they're leading, quote unquote, a normal life, whatever that even really means, you know, a lot of people around them aren't doing it. So they're saying they don't have that person spurring them on or they don't have that motivation. And that's one of the reasons that we decided, hey, we want to bring together this pack. We want to bring people like you on today, because if you don't have someone like that, 
you can get motivation from people that you may not know personally. You can still look at their work, look at what they're doing, hear their story, and hopefully that then motivates you to take that next step. Oh, 100%. So if you're listening to this and this resonates with you, you're like, I want to start, I want to do something, you know, maybe you've just joined the Paradise Pack, you've got all of these resources, but you don't know what to do with them. You know, I, I think I speak for probably everyone, certainly you two, anyone else in the Paradise Pack, and myself included, send any one of us an email and just be like, hey, I just bought the Paradise Pack. Like, you know, I've got all these resources. How do I start? You know, if you need help, it's like, send me an email, sean at locationrebel.com. I will do everything I can to make sure you at least have the resources you need to, to start going down the path. Because I think a lot of people think it's a super difficult, daunting thing. And the reality is you just have to have a few good starting points. And then you're going to build momentum on your, on your own and things will start to snowball. Yeah, that's so true. And you do have to think in the big picture, I think. You know, it's the little steps in the beginning seem so difficult because it's such a long journey, I think, when you're starting out. But you find just over time, a little bit at a time, you get a long way. It just takes a little while sometimes. <laughs> totally. And another, one piece of advice, like if you're starting right now, like it's easy to think my goal is I want to quit my job and be making $5,000 a month. Uh, well, that's those are pretty big goals and they can take a long time to get there. And if in three months you haven't got there, you'd be like, man, I suck at life. I haven't reached my goals. What am I doing? Um, but the reality is you need to have a lot of small milestones along the way to make yourself realize like, hey, I am making progress. Even if it doesn't feel like it every day, it's like, you know, be like, start a blog, get your first comment, make your first dollar, install WordPress, like all of these, like you can have like hundreds of these little mini milestones and just kind of be checking them off. It's like, all right, I did that. I did that. I did that. And if you do that, you're going to not only feel motivated, you're going to, you know, stick with it longer and you're going to get to the point where it's going to allow you to be consistent and finally reach those goals. I love Sean's work because every once in a while, you're always sprinkling in how something sucks, which is awesome because it's so true. Like, it's not all like rainbows and glitter, you said on your last post, you know, <laughs> 10 reasons why being a solopreneur sucks. I mean, that's what's cool. You know, everybody I think here on this call agrees that we're, we're not misrepresenting what it is. The reality of it, it's difficult, but we all agree, I think, that it's a journey that's well worth the effort. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys are kind of right in the thick of it. And, um, you know, I am too. It's one of those things that's just kind of a, a never ending journey. And there are things that suck about it. It, it isn't perfect. But um, in my mind, it's a lot better than working 50 hours a week in a cubicle wearing a suit and tie, uh, which is what I was experiencing before this. And so, you know, you take the good and the bad and, you know, nothing's ever 100% amazing, but that's just kind of the reality of it. Yeah, I think that that's an important point is that we are trying to demystify it a little bit in that it isn't always easy. It isn't always glamorous. Of course, people see stuff on Facebook like, wow, they got to travel here, here and here. They're not seeing us sitting there tapping on our laptops while the beach is like right out the front door and we're not actually on the beach. And so there is a lot of these, I, I guess uh, there's a lot of things out there that try to make it sound awesome all the time. And I, I don't think we're portraying it that way. But it is much better that we can all be sitting here today on a Wednesday and, and talking about this and doing this for our quote unquote job. So I think you want to keep the end goal in mind because there are going to be those obstacles that come up where you think this is just not worth it. Right. And, and I think we've all said that to ourselves. I said that to myself a couple of days ago and we we're in the middle of this like, man, are we, we're doing all this stuff. Like, is this going to work? You doubt yourself. And then you just set those little milestones and then you hit them and you keep going day by day. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to turn this on you. You know, you were talking about the post I wrote about all the things that I thought sucked. Like give, give everyone listening, like each of you, one thing that really sucks about your lifestyle right now. That's what I want to hear. Oh man. Uh, it's working on the road can be very difficult. So I'd say 
from the work perspective, one of the most frustrating things is just finding a good internet connection. I know it sounds really basic and lame. <laughs> There's a lot to be said for that, believe me. <laughs> yeah, and then I think the lack of routine sometimes. You know, when you when you are at your home base, you can kind of you can get up, you can make your coffee, you can do your sort of daily routines. Yeah. When you're on the road, it's a little bit more difficult to do that. I mean, I've worked in, I mean, I spent three months like working in my wife and I lived in a one bedroom apartment. So I was hunched over a bed, like with no desk, probably killing my back for the rest of my life. It's just, it's not always ideal in terms the of the realities of starting a location independent business, but yeah, and then it's also, all worth like, it. having to take a break from traveling, you know, traveling for pure travel sake versus having to get home and send a bunch of emails. You're just going to totally, steal all mine. Totally different experiences. <laughs> just went on like for like three. No, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you. I think the, um, the hardest part for me has been the work-life balance because there is no, and some people are good at it. I know, Sean, you, you're getting pretty good at it where you actually set time aside and like, I'm going to work now and I'm then going to do whatever else it is. It For me, that's been by far the most difficult transition because when you have a regular job, you go in, you know, maybe you work overtime here and there, but there is some sort of structure. Here, I could get up and not work or work. You know, no one's telling me to do it. And so totally. it's been really hard. Usually I err on the side of working I'm not even going to say too much, but just too long. And um, I think that having that work-life balance and saying like, all right, you got to stop now. It's enjoy what you've done. Have a good rest of the day. Wake up the next morning and do it. That's been definitely the hardest transition for me because there is no one telling you to stop and no one telling you to start. So there has to be some self-discipline in both ways. A lot of times people see it as there has to be discipline to actually do the work, but there has to be discipline to actually say, I'm going to cut back and actually do other things that I enjoy and get myself out of this kind of, you know, little sphere of work. 100%. And to your point, it's like you can work too long. And I, I would also argue that there's a point where you're working too too long and you just basically stop working, even though you're tricking yourself into thinking you're working. It's like you're watching YouTube videos, you're checking email, you're surfing the internet or whatever. Um, and every time I realize I'm, I've gotten to that point, it's like, all right, now it's time to stop, even if it's just for a brief time and do something else. Because I can work 15 hours a day, but I'm only going to get four hours of work done in that time. So you got to make sure that it's like the time you're actually spent working is you know, productive time. Yeah. Actually spent working. Um, <laughs> one of the things I love about your work is you, you are adamant about teaching skills, which is what it takes. Right. And the cool thing about that is once you acquire the skills uh, and, and you'll see a lot of different things that people are teaching in the paradise pack, you know, you, you can translate those to multiple different types of businesses. So it's not like we only have these businesses. We have other online businesses and things that we're all working on. Um, and it's great because the same principles seem to translate very well. Like I have a B2B business that's online. That means and, business to business for yeah. people listening. I didn't know what that meant for the first <laughs> months he was telling me that. I'm like, sure, Jason. B2B. Yes. Yes, Jason. <laughs> Sean, I know you got stuff going on. Travis has got stuff going on. I mean, like, you know, can you talk about the, the importance of skill building? Yeah, well, that was kind of one of the fundamental tenets of Location Rebel when I created it. Is I kind of realized it's like you've got all of these kind of basic skills. Um, and if you learn those, regardless of what you want to do online, they're going to be beneficial. Sure. So, for instance, a huge one is WordPress. Um, you know, it seems kind of random and generic, but if you can install and create a WordPress website, you can build a website for any business, which is obviously an essential component. Um, I think the other, probably the most important skill that you can learn when you're trying to do this type of business or any kind of business for that matter is copywriting. If you can be persuasive with your words, you're never going to struggle to make money, whether it's convincing people to buy a product, whether it's convincing people to see things your way. 
Um, whether it's just in your day-to-day life and you're sending an email to a friend debating on where you want to go to you know, dinner that night. Um, I think copywriting is a very overlooked skill and it applies to whether you're doing freelance writing where you're actually getting paid for your copywriting or it's just writing sales pages for other products, emails, you name it. Um, all of these skills, you know, WordPress, copywriting, SEO, basic search engine optimization, understanding basic web design principles, even if you don't know how to web design, like understanding kind of what looks good, what looks bad, all of these things are broadly applicable. And so that's kind of what I try and do in Location Rebels, give people, uh, get people to an intermediate level at each of those things so that then they can apply it to whatever business that they want to you know, focus on. So it's kind of a three-step process. Learn the skills, freelance one of those skills to build up your income, your confidence, and then finally apply it to the, the bigger, sexier projects like you know, the Paradise Pack, for instance. <laughs> yeah, two really important points that you made in there that I think get overlooked. One, you mentioned the fact that you build that skill and then you can freelance. So a lot of people say, yeah, or they either they don't want to start their own business or they don't know how. And a lot of people come to us and like, well, how can I do this if I am not entrepreneurial? And it's like, well, that's fine. You could still work for other companies. You could freelance. You can even work at the same job that you have. But if you acquire those skills, maybe you move in positions, maybe you be able to um, work remotely, things like that. So it's not necessarily the fact that you have to go and create this awesome business that you're running and you have to handle everything. If you're freelancing, like Sean said, and like how you started out and how you actually tell people to start out, then you're working for someone else. You can get somewhat of a steady paycheck. Maybe you have the same clients every month, things like that. So it's not always like jumping off the deep end right away. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like so many people, you know, I get emails all the time. That's like, I want to quit my job. I'm going to quit my job in two weeks and, you know, I'm going to start a business. And it's like, okay, well, what kind of business are you going to start? It's like, I don't know. It's like, well, what are you <laughs> going to do after you quit your job? Well, I'm not sure what I'm going to do there either. I just really hate my job. It's like, okay, well, let's, let's think about this in a little bit of a different way. Let's start building some of these skills now. Let's start building up some of your income on the side because, again, it's, it, it takes a lot of work, but it's not necessarily difficult if you follow kind of this process. Um, so it's a lot easier to start, you know, building up your confidence and having something coming in as opposed to just kind of quitting cold turkey, be like, I'm done. And then you're stressed about money. Then, you know, you're, you start thinking more rationally because you're like, I just have to, you know, pay the rent this month. Um, so you don't build your business in the right way. Actually, um, we all, yeah, we started businesses on the side as well while we were working on other things. So that's yeah. A good point. And yeah, we, we have a question in here and I, I want to touch on this real quick. People are asking how much money do you need to become location independent? Or how much money should you have before you leave your job or you start freelancing or whatever? This is obviously very subjective because different people live different ways. But if you give people kind of an overview of, of what they might, you know, I don't know, let's break it down a little bit for people. I mean, if they're going to live in the lap of luxury, they need a lot more. But what would you say is a good baseline of people to either be earning per year or maybe have saved away for them if they do want to start taking the jump into freelance? Well, I'll get into starting their own thing. I'll get totally real. I'll give you all the numbers for when I did it. So I was working um, in 2009. I had about $10,000 in the bank. So it wasn't a totally insignificant amount of money, but it wasn't like I was you know, retired by any means. Um, had 10 grand in the bank. I moved to Bangkok uh, where I lived for seven months. Um, and during that time, my bank account never dipped below $10,000. You know, If you go to a place like Asia, it's like for under $1,000 a month, I was going out, I was traveling down to the islands, I was living a great lifestyle. And obviously, if you're in the United States, and you plan to stay in the United States or other expensive cities like Sydney or London or places like that, then you're going to need more money, it's not going to go as far. So I think the first question is, you know, you're going to quit, where are you going to be? Are you gonna be staying in your home? Do you have a mortgage payment? Do you have kids? Are you going to go travel to someplace cheap? 
And I think the number is going to vary for people. So I would say, you know, if you're going to go to Asia, you know, you can get by, you know, for five grand for six months, if you, you know, kind of, um, you know, plan it right. Uh, if you're living in New York City, then you should probably, you know, add a few zeros to that. Yeah, uh, five grand or, for five days. Yeah. So it's like if you're in New York, like I would say 50 grand is probably like a, a more reasonable thing to shoot for. But I think the, the answer for most people is going to be somewhere in between. I think that, you know, I think $10,000 is kind of a good number. That's going to get you by most places for a period of time. And when you think about it, it's like if you're working 40, 50 hours a week, and now you're working 40, 50 hours a week more on your current business you can start, you know, generating some income pretty quickly. So, yeah, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you about the affiliate blueprint uh, that's in the Paradise Pack. Do you want to share a little bit about um, what you're teaching there? Yeah. So basically, the uh, affiliate blueprint's part of the larger course. We have 14 blueprints in the whole course. And basically, it's just kind of a, an introduction to affiliate marketing. So I think affiliate marketing is the easiest way to start monetizing a blog. I get a lot of people that are like, I've got this blog. How do I make money? I'm going to put ads on it. It's like, no, don't put ads on it. But start sprinkling in some affiliate links. Um, the easiest way to get started, I'll give you a little, you know, one of the things we talk about in the book is um, long-term, Amazon is not going to probably make you a ton of money. But it's the easiest way to get started because in five minutes, you can fill out the form and you can get an affiliate link to market anything that Amazon sells and make you know 4 to 7% pretty easily. Um, so in the book, we talk about all sorts of different strategies for different affiliate programs, what to look for. Uh, we talk about um, you know the best types of posts to write on your blog in order in order to actually get people to you know generate sales. How to do it via email. Um, how to create niche sites, so sites specifically around um, you know affiliate stuff. So I used to have a site called hdrsoftware.com where I did uh, uh, reviews of different types of HDR photography software. Um, and basically, what I would do is people would come in, they would take the tutorials or read the reviews and be like, Oh, this sounds great. Click the link, buy the product. Now we get paid. Um, so we talk about lots of different strategies for creating sites like that. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of a, a nice broad introduction to uh, the world of affiliate marketing. Yeah. I think that that uh, it's a really easy way to get started, low barrier to entry. You probably won't become rich off it unless you have an awesome site that then blows up. Um, that's a really easy skill to learn um, right off the bat. And that's why we're excited to have you put the affiliate blueprint in the Paradise Pack. Last question, because this is kind of an interesting one. Um, from Location Lindic or Travel Lindic, tell us the best location base you've been able to work from and travel from. Like exciting, good internet, of course, affordable. Do you have a few that you can just rattle off of like, hey, if you want to become location independent, here's a good few places to start. So I think Bali is one of the best places. You want to talk about Paradise Pack? Like Bali, the internet can be a little questionable, but I was there for a few months um, and you know always had plenty of internet to, to get by or whatever. Uh, it, it can be as cheap or as expensive as you want. There's a great entrepreneur and expat uh, scene there. Um, and you know everyone thinks Bali is so exotic and expensive. It isn't. Again, you can get by for you know a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks a month with a great lifestyle literally work from the beach if, if that's what you want to do. Um, so I think that's a great spot. I think Bangkok is a great spot. Bangkok and Chiang Mai in particular. Um, Chiang Mai, if you want kind of a smaller version of it, a little less crazy, a little le less hectic, a little less expensive um, and a huge scene. Um, and also Saigon uh, in Vietnam has like, got a very, very bustling kind of lifestyle entrepreneur scene. So um, not quite as sexy as Bali. It's you know kind of a big, ugly city. 
uh, but you can get cheap, delicious food and be around some really great people. So those are a few places I would recommend. Nice. I know you did a post at one point over at SeanOgle.com with some of your, I think it was your favorite offices. You had you know, yeah. multiple pictures of laptops in front of beaches and everything. So that might be a good one to check out too. Yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite posts. I do it every year, my 10 best offices of the year. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll always take photos as I'm traveling around and kind of proving it. It's like, hey, you really can work from anywhere if that's what you want to do. Uh, all you need is some internet and uh, ability to put on some like noise canceling headphones or something and block everything else out. <laughs> awesome. Well, Sean, thank you so much. We've got other guests coming on all throughout the day. We're going to be um, having about 25 minutes with, with each guest. It is definitely not long enough. We know that. But in order to keep them sane and us sane, we have to cut it off. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for kicking off this uh, Paradise Pack live cast party in a great way. And thanks no. for kicking off my location independence. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. I was the one that said, if it wasn't for me, the Paradise Pack wouldn't exist. Let's just throw that out the there. Grandfather. <laughs> Grandfather. <laughs> All right, guys. Good luck with uh, your voice today. You got a, a long day ahead of you. Uh, thanks, man. We got some lemon waters here. Coffee, I'm sure, will do a good enough trick. So, yeah, there you go. All right. Awesome. Right. Next guest in here. Thanks Thank so much. Thank you so much, Sean. Later. Take care. If you like this show, guys, and you want more Paradise Pack sessions, don't forget there's 10 more of those where this came from. So you can get them on iTunes. You can get them on Stitcher. However you're listening to this, you can find the other Paradise Pack session episodes. Listen to me and Jason get to interview and ask questions of some of the world's foremost experts. All of these people are contributors to this year's Paradise Pack. So if you haven't yet and you want to pick up your very own Paradise Pack, head to www.theparadisepack.com. And again, if you're listening on a phone and you're doing something where you can't go online right now, make sure to set an alarm because June 7th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time, the sale will end and you'll never be able to get it again. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Thank you for all the support for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. And as always, happy free travels. I'll show you Paris soon.